Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monticelli, the host of this podcast, Let's Talk Soul. Over the years, after having interviewed so many people on so many different topics, I realized that what interested my audience wasn't really the individual topics per se, but was how it impacted them, how it touched their soul. So I'll invite you all to lay back, put your feet up, and if you like what you hear, leave a review, five-star review. I'd appreciate that. So just enjoy your listening. Today I have with me a guest who is speaking to us from Indiana in the United States, Jason Skisik. Jason, say hello to our audience. Hello, audience. Hello, Claudia. <laughs> Beautiful voice you have, Jason. It's lovely to hear that voice. Um, and as always, um, I always try to get a feel for our guests by asking them so, so many questions. And I, you know, was pleasantly surprised by um, learning about Jason, who has done literally everything under the sun. I mean, I'm in that range too, but not like this. For example, um, He's spent life pursuing, professionally pursuing those things that he loves personally, and he likes to you know, spread with the world. He's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur, a coach, and a podcaster, and he's very high energy, and he brings high energy experiences in, and curiosity into everything he does. Now, a couple of things that um, I want to say about him before we get into the meat and bones of our inter in interview He's the host of a podcast called The Spear and Clover, and we'll talk with, about that a little bit. Um, he's coached and consulted with hundreds of entrepreneurs for the past four years, He's and he's never um, gotten off a coaching call with less energy than when he started. So here we have somebody in front of us. You know, the typical... All right, he was... He was a, a U, he's a U.S. Army veteran. So if you can have a typical image of a, a an, an army man, a, a serviceman who is high energy, that is him. He has a degree in finance and worked as a commercial banker to uh, as a commercial banker to large companies. That means he speaks finance and he can speak finances um, and break down the fundamentals of business. So we have. This sort of, but not last but not least, he's also owned a large CrossFit gym in Chicago uh, for the past 20, 12 years. And here he developed a love for building tribal communities. And, you know, this is what caught my eye when I um, talked to him, this notion of tribes. Um, let's get started, Jason. Now, <laughs> first, tell us about your podcast, The Spear and Clover. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on, Claudia. I really appreciate a your pleasure. time. Uh, this is a, uh, it's clearly a labor of love for you as it is for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the Spear and Clover podcast uh, is me highlighting entrepreneurs, um, typically passionate entrepreneurs who see the world as it could be and just can't help but to take Why action. the Spear and Clover? Oh, Why that name? What a great question. Uh, so if you're watching the video, uh, I have a tattoo on my forearm of what I call the spear and clover um, mm -hmm. symbol. Uh, and what that is, is it's a Spartan spear with a infinite loop of rope in the center. Uh, and there's mm -hmm. a simple story to that. Um, I go on ruck marches once a week with my two Australian shepherd dogs. Um, and I basically just go without talking to anybody. And I think about Wait, say myself. Say that again, Jason. You I, go on what kind of marches? Uh, a ruck march. So a ruck march is like hiking. Um, oh, in the military, ruck, ruck. I didn't get that yeah. right. Okay. 
Yeah. So with a backpack. Yeah. So this one particular Uh day, uh, we're doing 11 miles and I have a 40 pound pack on my back and I have a 40 pound (laughs) log on my shoulder and I won't put it down for that 11 miles. Uh, And I'm head down, feet moving. I'm military mindset. I'm pursuing my goal very, very viciously. But my dogs are having the time of their life. They're running out into the woods (laughs) and then they come back and check on me. They're running out into the woods and then they come back and check on me. And Claudia, it occurred to me in that instant that at my best, I'm neither military mindset or spirit of the puppy. I'm a combination of both. And so the entrepreneurs that I see myself working best with and enjoy spending time with, and not entrepreneurs, but people are people who understand the value of discipline and hard work, but still make time for play and curiosity and meeting new people and trying new things. And that's uh, very much been um, just looking backwards in time. That's very much been uh, throughout my entire life. Yeah. So this sounds, it's sort of in a nutshell, the experience of how you got to where you are and and your philosophy behind the philosophy behind how you do your work. Um, And so, of course, this opens a number of different um, notions, core values. And obviously, when you work with businesses and people, um, what do you take? What do you mean by core values? I mean, everyone knows what those words mean, but for you, Yeah, it's a good question because I think for most people, especially when we talk about the context of business, core values and mission statement are the two things that you do the day you file your LLC and you slide them in a drawer and you never look at them again. They're things that we borrow from McDonald's and Apple and Ford, and we think that somehow that's going to make us better entrepreneurs. Uh, My belief is the exact opposite. I believe that your core values are organic to you. They're the embers that burn inside your chest and make you who you are. The embers that burn in your chest. I love that. I'm glad. <laughs> um, and so what I do, Claudia, is not help you to come up with core values, but I try to help the impossible task of defining what they already are. But once mm-hmm. you have them, now you have a puzzle piece that you can permanently hold up to the world, both past, present, and future, that helps you to make better decisions as you go through life, whether you're an entrepreneur or just a regular person. Mm-hmm. Um, this is This brings me to, okay, core values we've got that and and that's fine um you also talk about attention and about listening um mm. adding to leading you know to being a good leader when you say um that you 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 talk to others about learning to shepherd your attention mm-hmm. um i i've i've talked to a lot of people like i'm sure you do and since I have been uh, interviewing so many people, I've noticed that so, so, so a, a extraordinary majority of people um, are afflicted with ADHD. Is that, am I get that right? Yes, ma'am. And I thought, to, I thought, this is this an epidemic. Why is that? And these are people that are very successful in their businesses. And it must, in my mind, it must be devastating. Um, is this what you uh, mean by learning to shepherd your attention and use it's, it to your benefit? That's a great question. So what I've found uh, very early on, I was I. Uh, you know, in the epidemic of ADHD diagnoses, yeah. whether or not it's real or not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, when when uh, was that? What year are we talking? The eighties. I was, you know, okay. I was removed. I was removed from public school when I was in first grade, and I was put into a K through twelve behavior disorder school with forty oh, dear. kids. 
And so there were gang members in there that were in their high school uh -huh. years and there were suicide people in there yeah. and people that were really struggling with some pretty difficult things. And I had friendships with them. Uh, I was just a kid that was attracted to doing anything but what was in a textbook. And, right, and sure. I think ultimately, you know, ADHD is maybe better described as entrepreneur's disease because we are the types of folks where when if you put us in front of something we are interested in, we will mm -hmm. stop at nothing to go to these great heights. And so what I've found throughout my life, Claudia, it, it took me till I was about 35 to figure it out. But what I yeah. found is even looking back, I've always sought ways to take those things that I was already attracted to with my attention and right. really put myself in a position where that was the virtuous thing that got me forward in life. So mm -hmm. rather than trying to drain my energy, spending my days doing something that someone else wanted for their reasons, yeah. I find that I have boundless energy to pursue those things that I have structures around that I'm already innately super interested in. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when you talk about weekly personal habits, I'm thinking maybe this has to do with what we're talking now about now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, personal habits that help you be a better person in all of, you know, all aspects of your life and your personal life and your business life. Are there habits that you mm, intentionally carry out that will help you with your attention? Absolutely. Um, and so hey, for starters, can I ask you for an example? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, uh, so my whole week is, is actually mapped out and it's not in the alpha or the, the, um, what do you call that type a personality type where right. I map out my whole trip or anything like that. Yeah. What I do is I start with those things that are the most important. I start with time with my family. I start yeah. with my time, uh, for fitness, which currently is jujitsu and kickboxing four days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, and I start with my playtime with my wife and with my daughter, Lucy, uh, and mm -hmm. then I backfill my work into fit into that schedule. So I set aside about 20 hours a week, including podcasting for all of mm -hmm. my work. Um, and what I find is the actual work that I do tactically day to day is yeah. stuff that gives me energy. And so there's just never a time that I show up to a call with a, somebody like you, uh, or to help somebody with a problem with their business, uh, where I don't feed off of that and come off yeah. of the call mm -hmm. with more energy, as you mentioned, than when I got on. All right. Well, now I'm going to get to the nitty gritty here. Yeah. When I hear someone talk about their experience as you are and you do, and, and you have it down to practically a science, as they say, you know, you, you do what you want to do and you like to do. You've learned about yourself since you were a child and you've sort of tapered your life around your positive and negative traits, like all of us do who survive that way. Right. Sure. Um, brings me to ask you, well, we've got a book here. We've got a couple of books. When are they coming out? You know, it's a good question. I recently, <laughs> um, I, I never thought that I would want to write a book. Uh, I don't write, I don't have to write in my life. Of course um, not. Mm -hmm. And so what I've found is uh, for starters, the podcast, this is a terrific way of to course. put on yeah. record sort of who you are as a person, right. and the way you look at the world. Um, yeah. But separately, um, I just recently launched a, a program, which I won't shamelessly plug Dynasty Defined. Go ahead, Del, should do it. Be shameless. Go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah. So it's, it's called it Dynasty called? Defined. Um, and Dynasty it's a, Defined. Yes. Why did you choose that? Uh, well, so the thing that I found interesting was what 
I started when I just, I took a retirement for about a year after I sold my second business in two years. Um, mm -hmm. And before I started back up, I said, what do, what would I not just want to sell? Cause I don't care about selling and I don't care about money. What would right. I stand at the rooftop or stand on top of a mountain and fight for? And so yeah. those things are things like we've talked about core values, their right. mission, their uh, understanding the foundations of your business. But Claudia, uh -huh. that's not sexy. People want to sell money. People want to sell marketing yeah. strategies okay. and they want to sell, okay. you know, the sexy stuff. And so what I've said was, well, there is this one place where strategy and foundations are sexy and that's in sports. So if you think yes. about dynasty organizations, Claudia, like the Patriots or the Steelers or well, the Bulls. Well, I mean, when I saw dynasty, um, ah, come I, on. I, I thought, oh, come on now. Wait, wait, who are those actors in dynasty? I know what you're, Does yeah, he uh, mean that? <laughs> talking about JJ? Was it was the guy's name? Yeah, uh, yeah. Did, he, name? did he live yeah. in Texas? What is who this? Shot, who shot? Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I thought yeah. maybe that, you, you know, you were talking about tribe. There, there is this idea of tribe. The dynasty is sort of a top down uh, concept. Right. And and the tribe is down up from the bottom well, up. So there comes a little bit of conflicting there. To your point, though, um, yeah. the dynasty in the in the show dynasty is no mm -hmm. different than the 70s Steelers. It's an organization that succeeds year in and year out, not because yeah. of the pe not because of individuals and not yeah. because of individual tactics, but because of the foundations of who they are. In this case, like they're the castle. The dynasty has the castles. Yeah. yeah OK, we get it. Yeah. Um, but and in I, I just didn't put the tribe on the same level as dynasty. But I have to say, to your credit, when I saw that word dynasty, I thought, hmm, because it's very exclusive. I mean, it is an exclusive concept. And um, I thought it was very, very smart. So before we started talking, I mentioned that I saw the date of November 14th on your website, on your website, which is, and I will shamelessly plug that right here, um, spearandclover.com, spearandclover.com. Um and why did you choose the 14th, which is what, uh, three, four days ago from the time we're recording? Well, um, pragmatically, it's the last date that I probably could do where we're not heavily into the holiday season where we can right. get through, you know, this is our first cohort. I'm, I'm not just pushing out a digital product. I'm actually working with a cohort with workshops and guiding a small group of entrepreneurs through a course. So, so the idea is they would sign up for a coaching program how was how is that sold how is that advertised uh, so it's a three-pronged approach. We have uh, very essentialist uh, video content that gives them the mm -hmm. ideas, kind of like what a textbook would do. They have mm -hmm. some brief worksheets that they go through. And then we come together once a week for a workshop where we actually help each other to solve mm -hmm. these problems more permanently. And we do things like coming up with core values by setting, uh, also setting and uh, working towards long-term goals um, mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So it's on a one-to-one -one and a group. Is that, as I understood that correctly? That's correct. Yeah. We're limited to eight entrepreneurs in any given cohort. And so that's uh -huh. enough where we can all help each other. Okay. So when you talk about a cohort in my language and research, we, that is an age group. Is that what um, this cohort means? No, here? more like in the school sense of you go through, like I went through a cohort for a finance program. So it's, this okay. is cohort number one. I actually okay. almost okay. called it tribe group. number mm -hmm. one. Um, uh -huh. But the reason I didn't is I want everybody to feel like they're part of a one large tribe uh -huh. in our organization, not I see. Just many small ones. Uh-huh. So we've got a lot of things going on here. Um, yeah. Are you, Do you still own that uh, gym in Chicago? 
Or is that the problem? I do own a, I own a small part of it, but I live in uh-huh. a different state. So I sold the okay. majority of it to uh, my brother from another mother, Andrew Westcott, who's doing a terrific uh-huh. job leading it. But I will probably always own a small part, mostly mm-hmm. because I love that community. Um, the most thing that I would say I'm proud of there, Claudia, is there's about 10 children that are walking around because their parents met in our community. So uh, mm, nice. to me, that's, nice. that's the highest praise nice. that we could possibly have. I worked have. in a gym for 12 years when I was studying all through that. And it was just, it was wild. Yeah. It was wonderful, wonderful and wild. And um, the the community inside the gyms are so wonderful. But at a time when they separated the men's day from women's day, oh. um, you may remember, um, I'm not sure, you know, remember Jack LaLanne? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, it was the Jack LaLanne, it, then it was called the Jack LaLanne Club. And um, it was just, it was such a fun time. And um, well, anyway, let me get off that. So, Mr. Ski Sick, I do hope I'm going to get you back. And not only to talk about other things, because I know you have them up your sleeve, but also to um, shamelessly promote a book that's in the making, perhaps. What do you say? I would, I would love that very much. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jason, for coming and taking the time to talk to us. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Claudia. I appreciate you. Bye-bye.